Hey there, my name is Jay, and you are now listening to Wish You Were Here. The show where we open up to each other and cherish human connection. This is a great time for you to stand up and stretch, go for a walk, or breathe in deeply as you prepare to wind down. Listen in and relate with us through our conversation. And don't forget to subscribe and follow the show on your favorite streaming platform. I love you so much. Enjoy the show. Um, so how are you feeling about being on the show? I, I would love to know what it felt like to be asked, number one. It Honestly, it felt, it felt really good to be asked about that. Um, I am excited to be on the show, of course. And um, I've always... Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, I've always, I looked at a, a couple of episodes, and um, yeah, I just really like how raw everything is. Yeah. And, yeah, I think I'm going to enjoy doing that <laughs> this episode. I, I hope so. Like, I've been really intrigued by, like, many people don't get asked personal questions, like questions that require us to, like, think like to go inwards you know rather than like think about what pertains to our outer world when I the your answer to the question what do you wish people asked you more about you said you wish people would ask you what's really on your mind like I what is it do you like are people in your life checking in on you or like like how is that support showing up for you right now um yeah I would say like it's it's definitely there, but um, I feel like because everybody just has a lot going on sometimes in their own life, it's been right. really hard to like check in with one another. So um, it can easily feel like the support is not there or that it's not going to show up at any point in time. Um, but yeah, lately I feel like we've all just been asking each other, like, you know, how are you doing? Or like, the basic surface level questions we don't really have the time to like ask each other what's really going on what's really on your mind so you know um whenever I have the time I try to ask my friends like hey you know what's really what's really going on like what's on your mind what's tea um (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah I, I try to you know take some quality time and have a little heart to heart every now and then um but yeah def the support's definitely there but yeah like I said it can just feel easy to like fall out of that because you know we all just have so much going on and um it's easy for our problems to like it's easy to get caught in our problems and just let them let the problems make us feel isolated um but yeah I think that (laughs) uh I would love I would just love for more people to ask me like what's on my mind um or for people to ask each other that for sure, me too. And that's such a great point you bring up, like, <clears throat> our isolation, like, being in this isolated space, thinking, like, well, everything that's happening to me right now is so is so significant in that, like, I'm alone. I Nobody else has had to do it before. I'm by myself. There's no help. Right. And it's hopeless. Like, hopelessness can become such a draining feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's hard. But it is hard to, like, make time because I, because I like to, I like to be emotional, and I like to, I'll ask people that question often. Because I, I just love being in that space of like, let's fucking, let's get deep. Like, let me, yeah. I want to be able to be transparent because I have just as much pain and truth as you do, you know. And so, but it's hard 
because you got to choose to make time for that. And when you make, when exactly. you are giving your energy to that, it is taking energy away from being able to do other things. Right, right. And, and can so, you afford to do that? Is the question. Exactly. I guess like the the challenge is like finding balance in that. Right. Um, because that is something that I struggle that I have struggled with before. Um, getting more caught up in trying to connect with other people rather than like taking care of what I need to be taking care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned that the hard way that uh, business comes before pleasure or business comes before, you know, um, really you're saying you put, you put per, like a personal relationship over a professional endeavor type thing. Not necessarily. Um, I, Personally, I value a personal relationship over like a professional endeavor. Okay. But um, I also know that I need to be pursuing professional endeavors in order to get to where I would like to be. So um, I've had to work on finding balance between connecting with others and um, connecting with others personally and connecting with others professionally. Right, right. I agree with you. And like, sometimes I will feel silly because I, I'm the same way. To me, my personal relationships are the purpose of my life. Right. And everything else is me just making sure I can still like live here, you know, because mm-hmm. unfortunately we have to pay to live. But yeah, <laughs> I will feel so silly sometimes because I'm like, well, how dumb is it looking that I like this person or, or these people were are not extending themselves in the same way like even on no like no shame no shaming either of us like in what we chose to do but like I don't know it can just feel like really putting yourself out there like you're naked you know like really showing your hand yeah. do you do you oh. worry about that do you worry about I people worry seeing about your that. emotions yeah I worry about that a lot I worry that I'm being like too vulnerable or too emotional mm. and sometimes it makes me feel like Maybe we're just in a very desensitized world. For and sure. Yeah, For sometimes sure. it can like it can mess it can definitely mess with like the feeling of belonging and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely have always worried about just like expressing too much because like I don't know, I don't see a lot of people doing that. Um, so it's just kinda like, well, right. m- let me kinda like step back a little bit or let me be a little bit more reserved. Um but that's not healthy either. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like I said before, just finding balance between um that too. Would you um, characterize yourself as a sensitive person? Oh yeah. I'm definitely sensitive, definitely emotional. Um and I overthink everything. I I overanalyze a lot of things. So that that bolsters that. Um I'm definitely yeah, definitely sensitive. Me too. And like just from from childhood, man, like and I would be judged so harshly for it or it would be called out as like this is a flaw in you and no it's not because I because because I think that's something that's in every human being like we're all we're all sensitive it's just how how good are you at detaching from them I'm not very good at detach or detaching from your emotions I'm not no good at all like I'm such, I'm so absorbed in them, and most of the decisions I make are emotionally based. Do you? Would you? Yep. Is that same for you? Yep, I am very impulsive. I make decisions based off of emotions. A lot mm. of times, I don't think about <laughs> what I'm about to do next. Um, 
so I try to slow down sometimes. It, it just doesn't work. But yeah, I'm I'm very caught up and very expressive about how I feel about some things. Um, but yeah, I, I very. Is that something that you like want to cultivate in yourself, or something that you like shy away from? Um, the expressive part. Yeah, just like your more sensitive nature. I think that is something I want to cultivate more um, as I grow up, because I think that that's just part of like healthy communication, being able to like express how you feel um, in a healthy way, of course. But yeah, um, I think that's just what my personal goal is, just like healthy communication. So I would like to be able to cultivate that more. Um, And yeah, just be able to like, lay it down give the details like tell people mm. how i'm feeling um instead of kind of like blowing up all the time For which sure. i don't necessarily is that like is that a result of just not saying anything at all yeah not saying okay. it holding it in a lot of times wow. uh, you said why no, no i said wow but i mean why yeah. why is that um i've always had this like fear that if I do express myself, people like won't take it very seriously mm. or there just won't be re- much of a response to it. Or And then I'll just end up feeling like, oh, I'm doing too much or like I should have, I shouldn't have said anything in the shouldn't first place. Shouldn't have said so, that. That why I shouldn't. Right. Of course, I knew that this was going to happen. Right. I shouldn't have said anything in the, anything in the first place, ending up with regrets. So I realized that like holding it in is not very good because mm-hmm. um, I end up blowing up and doing stuff like that. Then ended up end up regretting it. Um, so I guess that's why I want to like cultivate it in a more healthy way, so that I'm able to like, um, you know, express it healthfully. For sure, because <laughs> it's gonna come out. It's gonna come out regardless. Like exactly you, is is your blow-ups, do you feel as though it's the same person as the person who is, like, feeling, who is feeling these deep emotions? Because, like, are so are you feeling anger when you make the choice to not do anything? Anger at Like, my... it's, like, let's say, we, let's say you and I are in a car and I keep calling out something. It's, like, I'm hurting your feelings. And this, this at this time, you've made the choice to not saying it, say anything. You you might blow up later on, but like in this moment, are you feeling anger? Because hmm. I wonder where that anger is coming. Like I wonder, like is the anger what it was the whole time? Like, because it's just oh, interesting it's, to me I how our it. emotions can build up into something completely different. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, hmm. I guess so. I guess. Yeah, I guess it would be the anger at like being called out on. And then I guess if I do decide to hold it in and not say anything at the moment, I guess it um I would only feel bad like if the situation ends up getting worse somehow. Yeah. Um, but other than that, usually it's just like I don't know, I kind of have um high tolerance to mm, so, a high tolerance um, to what? I guess being picked on um, mm. and a lot of times criticism. Did you deal with that a lot in childhood? Yeah, I did. Um, growing up, my mom, she would like kind of nitpick at everything and nag about everything. Um, and then I'm the oldest child. So 
there's mm. a lot of pressure. How many how many siblings total were in the house? I have four well, I have four siblings. Um So, so five kids? Yeah, I'm the oldest of five. Oh. So yeah, growing up there was a lot of pressure. We um, had four in our house. Yeah, I, I see, totally I can just imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a lot of pressure just you like set the example and right. the good grades, doing what I'm supposed to do inside and outside. And did you ever feel like you only had a certain amount of space and so you had to make the most of that space? Like if you didn't shine in your and what they told you and what your predetermined thing was, it was like yeah. to me it was devastating. Yeah, it was oh very devastating. God. What it am was I like, yeah, it was kind of like the end of the world. Like, oh my right. God, I don't know what else to do. And I want to talk about that part too, because Let's talk I feel about like, it. yeah, I definitely struggled with that notion in college when I first got mm. here to UNC. Um, like you said, having that limited space and only being like, and being expected to shine in that space is kind right. of like, you're not really doing it for yourself at that point. You're doing it for other people. Right. And when I first got to UNC, I really struggled with um, figuring out why I was here. Mm. Um, Did you feel like, okay, I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, like why you were here, figuring out why you are here in terms of like life or academically or career, like more of an existential thing or was it like? I think it was more of an existential thing. Okay. Um. Because honestly, like, I really had no idea what I was going to do after high school. Right. And everybody was just telling me, like, go to college. You know, you have you have the grades. You you have the intellect. Like, you, you can do this. You can go to college. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what I want to do. Like, I want to see what's right. out there. But they were also saying, like, well, you can see what's out there in college. Like, you know, there's tons of stuff to do, tons of things to, like, explore and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, well, all right. So I got here, and then, yeah, I was kind of like, well, who am I really doing this for? Mm. Is it for me or was it for all those people? And why was I in, like, why? Um, And like you said, um, being expected to shine, I guess that extrinsic motivation is what caused me to, like, for sure. Really, like, meet their expectations and a lot, most times exceed their expectations. And that runs out. That's, right. And, like, and that runs out fast. It runs out very fast, especially when you get here. It's just kind Ooh. of like, wow. like It's gone. It's gone. Because we're all trying to take, we're all trying to get what we can. It's it's another, it's like take that sibling rivalry or, like, just that sibling matchup we had mm-hmm. and multiply, like, exponentially to the right. nth degree. Exactly. We're just trying to take up the piece that is for us. Right. Exactly. And so um, did you come to a conclusion like while you're here? Um ultimately I do like to learn. Okay. <laughs> ultimately, um yes, That's a good reason I'm, to I'm be a good nerd. Uh and I love to learn new things and just to be able to explore new things. That too. Um, I guess that's another thing about college. Like you, you are able to explore new things. Right. So right. Um, it wasn't really just for them. And I guess in hindsight, maybe they were um, concerned about my growth. Mm-hmm. And um, for sure, I think it's like I don't think it's out of 
because maybe that's all they know. Maybe that's what right. was told to them. And they're like, like if so, if you didn't go to college, you're like, oh, I should have went to college. Or if you right. went to college, you're like, this is, I feel like I had no choice. I'm hanging on. I'm trying to make it. You need to do the same. Right. And then, you know, these days you can't really like get to a, get into a lot of places without a college degree. Right. It's kind of hard. Um, but to answer your question about the pressure. Um, yeah. Like I said before, growing up, being the oldest of five was very hard. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I always felt the pressure to do well in school. Um, there was a time where I like came home in middle school, I had came home with like an informal grade and it was like a D, but the formal mm-hmm. grade was a B, but the formal grade like counted higher than the informal grade. But my mom, she saw that and like, oh my God, I didn't hear the end of it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like, I had just felt so bad and it just put a lot more pressure on me to like do better in school. And do you um, think hearing criticism so young, this is a leading question, honestly, mm-hmm. but do you think hearing criticism like this so young creates like that forms your identity because it's different than us hearing it now. Like I'm able to separate my professor's comments versus how, who Jalen is. But when my mom is telling me this at 10 years old, this is like shaping, I think I'm a fuck up or I think I am a poor student or whatever is happening. Exactly. And I think it's because it's coming from somebody as close, you know, close to you as your mother. Right, right, right. And you know, they know you better than anybody else. So if that's if something like that is coming out of their mouth, of course you're gonna believe it. You're like, oh um, so yeah, I definitely believe that criticism for a child at a young age, at least not constructive criticism, is unhealthy for a child and can like shape them to believe, you know, that they are like a fuck up or um what what else? What or like, you know, they're not they're not good enough, or they're not smart enough, or like, right. um, you know, they'll just never really get to pursue the things that they want to, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And but yeah, and I, I spent a while to you know believing some of those things, but I, you know, it it took a you know, yeah. it took a lot to break. It takes out. a lot of experience, and so who would you say you are now? Who would I say I am now? That is a good question. Um, <laughs> that that's a good question. Uh, I feel like I'm a lot of things. <laughs> okay. um, I guess I'll just name some stuff. I don't know. Um, do you like? Do you worry about what other people think of you? Or do you like, are you, do you worry about, I guess, like how conscious of you are, how conscious are you of like the fact that there's still these extrinsic, you know, motivators, there's still like these out outside things that you can't control that will challenge what you think about yourself. Like, mm. do you worry about that? Um, A lot of times, yes, I do. I do worry about like um, these extrinsic motivations sometimes. Like um, a lot of times I have to catch myself when I'm thinking about like what's motivating me 
and like why I'm still doing this. Um, right. <laughs> because I don't want to like get caught up in like, oh, you know, when I graduate, people are going to be like, hey, you know, that's what's up. I'm here to support you, whatever, whatever, and stuff like that. Because, um, you know, that's what they do. And then, you know, all of that kind of goes away. So then, um, but yeah, I, I kind of had to be like, okay, I'm doing this for myself. I'm, you know, I am, you know, this is for me. This isn't for anybody else. It's just for me. Because I know at the end of the day, I did the work that was necessary and I endured it. And, mm. um, you know, this is only going to advance me you know right. no one else but me um but yeah i i still do worry about it sometimes um i don't know i i feel like because a lot of times accolades bring people closer to you <laughs> yeah so, bring yeah. opportunities closer and then some right. sometimes we need accolades because i don't want to set myself up to think you don't have to work hard and do things and achieve exactly. to because you do need that as some sort of like I need to show I need to show my this all all of what I say I'm capable of right. all, I got, all, you I know got, yeah I have to have something to show for what I'm saying but I but I see I see now that a future is possible where like we are we are both a high achieving and doing something we love like I think because I was thinking the game was whatever you do to make money and like as a career as your um, as your job, it's gonna mm-hmm. just it's gonna suck regardless. Like everybody is going to work. Right. No, that won't be my life at all. Like there are people, people who I like creatives that I look up to who are really at the peak of their craft. They'll be like seventy two. Like I have no plans to retire. Like I'm enjoying myself, and that's right. what I that's how I want to feel about what I'm yeah, doing. That's how I want to feel. Like I don't want to be working a one job for like twenty years, miserable nine to right. five, like. 40, no, who's doing that? I'm not, I don't want to do that. What do I you want still, for your life? I, I want to be comfortable. I want to be like sitting somewhere with a nice view, mm. drawing in a notepad. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't even know, like just chilling, um, vibing somewhere. Yeah. That's what I want to do. And, and comfortable with money, of course. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I would just love to be, I don't know, somewhere like traveling the world, too. I would love to be doing that in old age. like And just not even school. worried about it. Like, I'm just right. peaceful the whole time. Okay. I, I'm at the French Museum enjoying chocolate, like, at 75. That's what I want to be doing. And, like, writing a story about it. Or, yeah. like, talking about it, you know. That's sure. what I want to be doing. Um, yeah. I hope to be doing the same. I really am trying to manifest a peaceful and relaxing life. Yes. And just and being open to what that can look like because there was a, a version of myself. Like when I got here, I was just like, this has to look a certain way. Right. Like I gotta have it like this, and or else you won't feel this feeling. But like there could be a future out there where I win the lottery. I don't know. And that's like, and not like, no, that's how I have my money. Or Victoria could be the breadwinner and she makes enough money for me to just paint every day and yes. just, we can just have kids or something. That's or I could sell a book. Like these are just random specific occurrences that like, 
just as I am thinking about all the negative things that could happen, like me not achieving, Mm -hmm. not feeling peaceful or relaxed. Also, there's so many things that could go well. Like how, why, why do I think I can, I know what it's going to look like? Or like, why is that my focus at all? It's just. Right. I'm just trying to feel the, the feeling. I'm trying to isolate and pursue that feeling rather than the actual things. Were you like that as well? I was definitely like that. And I was going to say that I feel like it can feel like that's the only thing that there is to achieve. Because mm-hmm. like you said, like you envisioned it, it was only going to be one way. And if it wasn't one way, then like what else? And like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I definitely felt like that. Right. What? That's what I'm saying. Like, I want to be, I want to be a graphic artist working for like a big company or like doing my own little thing. Right. And like, I don't know, but my biggest vision is like somehow changing the world. But um, yeah, like I was saying, um, I had to like understand that um, life is not linear, mm. and there is definitely no way that you can make it linear. So um, yeah, I had to like really uh, get rid of the mindset that I could be in control of everything too yeah um because i feel like that's one of our greatest illusions as human beings Um, just the way that we had like we are in a system that is so focused like so future oriented so Mm -hmm. like like when you're born you you go to school for 18 years with the hopes of going to a four-year university but when you're at this university this is not the last stop you were only doing this to get into the field but then we get into the field you still got to prove that you can do this specific thing and then you prepare for retirement it's like i'm just looking ahead what are we even preparing for you haven't you're not living none of this like it's just pretty plans in a box (laughs) never touched because you can't do it right you don't have time yeah you have nothing but time and you know and i one thing that did help me is talking to older people who you know are still Mm -hmm. figuring out what they're doing yeah. Um, and what age like, range yeah. is the most helpful? Like, ooh, that's like much question. older people, or do you can you still find some like? Because sometimes when I when I talk to maybe like graduate students, I still get a little anxious because that's so close to me. Versus right, like a so forty year old, I'm 40, like, yeah, thirty. You'd have made it work for a bit. I right. think it'd be okay. Right. Like so, you know, you you somehow made it. <laughs> like through all of this so I I can do it too and um yeah even like my mom and dad like they're still figuring things out at their age um both of them are going to be 40 next year Mm -hmm. so yeah they're still figuring things out um but yeah talking to people who are like 30 40 that definitely helps because it's like there are they already have enough experience um and enough wisdom to share um you know what to do and what not to do um so yeah just listening to them has helped a lot about I mean a lot in changing that mindset also just going to therapy too um and getting another perspective and a professional perspective a a professional perspective (laughs) a professional trained perspective that will challenge your thoughts yeah (laughs) um oh boy that helps oh so much (laughs) For sure. I like, that's probably, 
that was what I, I think that's what I was needing from it. Cause I didn't have, like, I'm so, I was so caught up in my brain that I'm just, it's my own think tank and every, even all the like alter alternative perspectives I'm considering are just stained with my feelings and Mm -hmm. I needed to get out of it. Like Mm -hmm. it felt like a black hole or something. That's exactly how it feels. And it feels like (laughs) it's constantly sucking you in. Yes. Like, you're, I don't know. It's like you're constantly being sucked in by your thoughts. What specific things work for you in, in, uh, in coming out of that? Um, like when I'm just trapped in my thoughts? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Lately, I've been doing like mindfulness techniques and things like that. Okay. Like being aware of my senses. Mm-hmm. Like that has helped a lot. Like just, I don't know, being aware of like touch and stuff. And Have you ever done I'm the thing just... that's like five things you can touch, four things you can see or hear whatever and like go down your senses like that um i haven't done that but that does sound like an interesting exercise yeah that was because i I, my therapist recommended like uh focusing on on the sense my therapist recommended focusing in on the senses as well just because it takes a lot of it's like it takes such a big part of your brain to focus on that it does yeah like I don't know. It just it instantly like pulls you out of it somehow. Yeah. Um, like it literally pulls you out of the water. <laughs> like I don't even know how to describe it other than that. Um, but yeah, that that has definitely helped out a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. Journaling, that's that's helped too. How often do you journal? Not as often as I should. <laughs> um, I try to do it every week. Okay. Um, every day is a lot me it feels like I mean I could if that's I that's a really to. good goal honestly yeah what every Cause week it, yeah because if you do it more if you if there's a week where you're like I just need to journal again then you just that's a bonus right but once a and week like, is doing, manageable right once a week is manageable I feel like every day I feel like you can do it but it's it's probably a lot to work around and mm-hmm. so I just don't want to have to have I don't have to do all that so once a week um if I miss a week I don't know and then I also have a passion planner and the way that it's set up is like you have monthly reflections too so like if I miss a week I can just like do a whole monthly reflection if I wanted to gotcha Mm -hmm. do you um would you say you're good at planning and organizing and kind of like keeping up with the 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 task I of set, your life yeah, I was gonna say when I set the intention yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> because a lot of times I'm just kind of like mm. a lot of times like I said before like I act on impulse right. so and that includes like a lot of times not planning things um just kind of doing it by yeah or planning by ear <clears throat> but um yeah, I, I don't know. With this passion planner, it's very detailed and very organized. So it, it has helped me out a lot. Um, it's organized so much so that it has like 30 minute time slots. Mm. Um, right. Yeah, that's helpful for me. Right. And so um, I got a similar yeah, thing that that's helped a, a lot with um, being organized. Also setting reminders on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I've recently started that and it, yeah, it used to I'm like, annoy me. I'm on my me. phone a lot. Like, why right. not? <laughs> because now I've switched from that like physical, like, uh, whatever, mindset to now if I see a reminder and I know I'm not doing it, I feel differently. Like, I'm like, yeah. really, Jalen? 
This is your. This is a choice you're making. By the way, no shade, sister. Ooh, I've had to tell myself that so many times. Like you, you are making this. You are making this decision. Like this is on you. Yeah. And it's kind of like your parent telling you that. Yeah, yeah, and the, and you know how you said your mom would, would criticize you. Yeah, I feel like in a way we need to reparent ourselves because I was high, I was yeah. criticized by my parents too, and like now I need to be a parent who is not critical. I need yeah. like so I'm not judging you, but I am saying that there will be right. consequences. Right. Mm. You got to get real like that sometimes. <laughs> you do. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself and be, be really honest with yourself. Like, all right, what and what I and what I am doing right now. Yes. It well is what I am doing right now conducive to what I want. Right. So yeah. Um mm, talking to myself has helped out too. <laughs> <laughs> you told me one of the most transformative moments of your life or important important moments of your life was getting hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Which definitely I mean when you told me that, I was thinking about it for days, just wondering like like, do you remember what you, your thoughts in that mo- in the moment? Oh man, yeah. So it's funny because I had recently written a story about getting hit by a car too, and I said mm-hmm. that the main thing that before I, that. No, it was um. Oh yeah, this was like last week actually. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was so like, I had, oh. Um, the main thing that I was thinking about was like the semester because it had happened on F Doc and it happened like the night of F Doc. So the main thing oh I was thinking goodness. about like, oh my God, how is the semester about to go? And I was like, wait, should I even continue? <laughs> mm. How yeah. ser- how like how serious were your injuries in the moment? Like, because I assume you had to go to the hospital. Um, I I had to go to the hospital. Um. I didn't have any serious injuries at the moment, or at least I really couldn't feel anything but a bruise because okay. I had so much adrenaline when I had got hit. And um, yeah, I went to the hospital. Uh, was it a person that hit you? Was was it a, like or like a maybe one of those Chapel Hill public uh, <laughs> trucks? No, it was another student. Oh wow! Yeah, um, it was another student, and he had a passenger in his car too. Mm. Um, he got out of the car and he was like, he was very apologetic. Oh my, he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you. Like, like, is there anything that I can do? Like, I was like, I don't know. I mean, I just wanted some subway. Like I was just trying to go to subway. Um, Dang. You were, you were on Manning, like Manning, Skipper Skipper, Bowles. Skipper Bowles and Manning job, like right there between the the intersection, the the intersection. I had the right away with everything. It was so crazy. Um, Yeah, I remember like a man had walked up, a man and his daughter, they like were asking me if I was okay. Yeah. I remember there were like two bystanders in the back and they had called the police. It was just so much that had happened. And, but yeah, the main thing was just like, what the hell? That's the main thing that I was thinking about. Like, what, what the hell? And like, so what, what has your, do? what has your recovery look like? My recovery was difficult. It was a difficult journey. Um, so I, uh, the first thing that I did was I reached out to the Dean of the office of Dean of students. Okay. Um, and I sent them the accident report and they gave me a week off. The university gave me a week off to like recover. 
and I thought that that was kind of bullshit. So definitely. I, so is that all they offered? That was offered, or that was all they offered, and um, I think that they had wanted me to reach out to ARS. Okay. And I was just so really overwhelmed, and so I did not. Because this is our first one. We're first coming back like during pandemic, right? Yeah, this was Had people been sent home? Thing. Uh, no, because people yeah, were this going was to be sent the home. First day. Yeah, they mm. weren't even sent home yet. And that was this such is... an anxious time. Oh yeah. my God. This was literally the first day of class. So, like, there was just so much uncertainty already for me because of that. And then, like, the pandemic, and we were, like, at the peak of that. So, it was just a very scary, uncertain time. But then getting hit by a car just kind of, like, emphasized how uncertain everything was going to be. Yeah. Um, but uh, I... Feel like i didn't answer the question what was the question i don't even remember but i wanted to ask i want to ask you now what did you what did you learn about yourself during this process because you had to tap into a different sort of like resolve or like yeah because just right. just coming out of being pain, like hurt and coming off of adrenaline or like pain medication or whatever i didn't oh even my have God. that i i didn't even what? like have that you weren't in pain I was in so much pain i <sighs> i'm still in pain i didn't have like any um God pain medications like okay yeah I didn't get a CT scan I didn't get an x-ray when I had went to the hospital I they gave me a motor examination so they were like can you move your arms can you move your legs right yeah we're not really seeing anything visibly like wrong with you um and also Where was this I, at? it was this at campus health this was at UNC hospitals okay I was gonna say I also walked to the hospital which is probably why they didn't think anything was wrong right okay, um okay. Makes sense. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was so, it I didn't was know crazy. that. <laughs> but they were like, yeah, just take some ibuprofen. And that was pretty much it. Right. Um, oh, okay. The first question was, how did my recovery look like? But I'm going to answer the second okay. question. Um, what I learned about myself is that I don't, I, <laughs> I am tougher than I made myself out to be and mm-hmm. um, say more about that if you don't mind because I really wanted to give up I really wanted to just take a break and be like yeah I, I mean I know that I needed that break to like really um recover mm-hmm. but also like just with school and like, I guess the thought of like finishing in four years and things like that and not wanting to be or feeling behind, that was what kind of kept me going. Um, and I guess also like the the doubts, <laughs> wanting to prove people wrong. Like my professors were kind of like, yeah, I don't think you're going to like get through the semester. Really? Yeah. So yeah, like I... I was taking biology and okay. I was also taking a triple AD course because those were the two professors that I know. They were kind of like doubting me the whole time. Wow. Um, because I mean, a lot of times I had biology required a lot of work and it required a lot of time that I just couldn't give to the class anymore because I had to go to the chiropractor. Mm. Chiropractor was in Raleigh. So, um, dang, so you have to leave early or like, so, oh, 
Yeah, more I had time. to leave early. Like, and like taking the bus, that was not even in the question because I would basically miss the whole school day to get all right. the way to Raleigh. Mm-hmm. So um, I would just Uber. And so I would Uber in between classes or I would just miss class altogether um, because sometimes the sessions would take like an hour, two hours. Okay. So, um, yeah, it was very, it was very tough, but I felt the need to like prove myself. Um, and so I guess like when, when it matters, I can get through, I can get through the toughest situations and I've had to, I've had to figure a lot out, um, as far as, um, like recovering and like how to, you know, how to even like understand what my body is doing and telling me, um, I've had to like be wary of people. I've become a lot more wary of other people, um, what else uh what do you mean by that being wary mm-hmm. I guess just because of like with the way that the hospital had treated me and like right the way okay that my professors kind of like doubted me and didn't really like offer any assistance it just kind of felt like well I don't really know who to like trust <laughs> so okay. I I know oh, that's that very I very unfortunate to- yeah, and so I've had to like be very careful about who who knows the situation and um also just like who who just to be around in general. Right. And um I don't know, it's caused me to isolate myself a lot too. But I mean, I'm slowly getting out of it, but I yeah, I don't know. I've kind of become an old man. But um <laughs> yeah, those are those are some things that I've learned about myself. Um as I've gone through this and I'm still learning. So there's so much more to go. I mean, we're all ever changing. We change like all the time. So there's so much to learn still. And I just remember seeing you and thinking like, cause 'cause you were still, you were still moving throughout campus. Like you were still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, from the outside looking in, continuing to, to, to go on. And so I commend you number one. And I'm very sorry that like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah thank tough. you for that um that I don't so know tough. I don't know what it was that keeps me walking mm-hmm. um I don't know it it does hurt but I mean like I, I gotta get somewhere I mean I can't stay yeah. in my room I mean I wish I could just stay in my room and like sleep all day but nah um you know the world is still going life is still going so right. I still have to go um but yeah and also, like, I just, I don't want people feeling bad for me either. So, like, I I don't want it to seem like, oh, you know, I don't want people looking at me, like, limping or anything. Um, mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, I don't want everybody, like, well, not to say, like, I didn't want, at first, I didn't want everybody knowing about mm-hmm. the accident either. Because, like, I didn't want them to be overly sympathetic, like, oh, my God, Tasia, like, you yeah. know, stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, that's you know thank you for sharing that i hope it can stay i hope it can stand as just like a shit be happening to all of us literally yeah and not to take away or add any more like adding adding or taking away nothing from your situation just yeah seeing that it is a being a human being like 
<laughs> what did we get ourselves into when we came into this? Like, when we came it'll be, out of the room it'll be true test of like, like when my dad died a couple weeks before we started spring semester. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, do I do semester? But then there was just a big part of me that kind of wanted to be like, of course you can do semester. You're the person who like just moves through stuff, you know? Yeah. That shit was hard though. And like, it was very hard. And I and so that was my situation. You were recovering from being hit by a car. I can't even imagine what that would do to you psychologically. What are like everybody's walking around just heavily scarred, heavily scarred, and that's so evident this year. Yeah, this 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 semester, we all are going through our own things. That was one thing I had to learn too. Actually, actually, while while um going through this, that everybody mm-hmm. has their own situation. Um, I would say for like. When I had first experienced it, I was being kind of like selfish (laughs) and like I would get upset at people who like didn't understand or like, well, think about it this way. Like, no, I don't want to think about it that way. Like it, this just happened. Like, yeah. Um, But over time I had learned that like, wow, yeah, people really are going through it out here. And like people have gone, people have been through the same situation, but have come out in worse conditions. Mm-hmm. So I have to be very thankful for, you know, my situation and, you know, the fact that I can still walk and talk about it because other people aren't able to do that. And, um, yeah, so that's definitely one thing that I had to um, make sure stuck with me as I moved um, throughout my journey. Well, as I'm yeah. still moving throughout this journey, too. So, yeah. What is your what are your intentions as we as we close this year and move into the new one? Um so I always try to have a one word resolution for the next year. And um for the next year is gonna be release. Mm-hmm. So my intentions for this year are to just kind of cleanse. Um well, no, actually, no. This year was release. So my intentions this year are to cleanse cleanse my palate and next year for rejuvenation. Um, so, yeah, to just really uh, <laughs> detoxify. <laughs> yeah. And um, I love that. Yeah. Just, yeah, just uncloud my brain and, un, you know, um, get better physically, mentally, and emotionally so that I'm able to flourish Mm -hmm. next year. Right. So you've done so much work. Like you, like it's, it's, I'm very happy that you are, you're welcoming the time to like process this because you, you've been on your shit. You, you have, you've, I like that you have proved to yourself that a, a new version of you can and will exist. Mm -hmm. And it will flourish as long as I, Continue period. to nurture it. <laughs> period, period. Can you tell me how to pronounce your name? Because Tejana. I hear people say it. Okay. Yeah. I hear a lot of different pronunciations. D- yeah, I just kind of like go with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, but it's it's Tejan. <laughs> okay. When it's all said and done, Tejan Wilson will blank. Will I? When it's all said and done, Tejan Wilson will uh I don't know. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> I will. I'll get it done. 
<laughs> I like that, and that's exact. That's that's the tip we've been on for for a minute too. That's what you've proven this past. What has it been since? Has it been? Because, has it been a year? Like August, maybe? Yeah, August of twenty twenty. So it's been over a Bruh, year. That's a long time to think yeah. about, like working hard for that. Because yeah, because like, I'm sure yeah. at the beginning you were like, I'm not gonna be able to. But like fuck this. I was like, I'm not doing yeah, it. I literally, that was what I said. I was like, yeah, fuck this. I, I don't <laughs> think I'm gonna. I don't think this is gonna work out for me. <laughs> oh my check goodness! Please. I was like, yeah, no, check please. I don't have. I'm to. happy you stuck around, and I hope we can get out of here soon, though. Look, yeah. we're sticking around. We doing great. I'm ready to go, though. I'm, I'm ready. Go to, I'm, I'm. Trust me, I am ready to go. Uh, but I, I can't say that I think that me staying was the best decision. But mm. I. Am glad that I did because I really okay. don't know. I really don't know what I would where where I would be if I didn't stay. Yeah. Um, I probably would be further behind. Um, well, I'm not behind, but like I would probably be behind if mm-hmm. I didn't stay. For sure. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I got to have you on my show today. This has been so wonderful. I'm glad that we finally got together. Yeah, I know it kind of took a while at first, but and every time, like every time I've encountered you, or at least when I was living on campus, it would just always be this like by chance thing. But it was always just so valuable each time. Like it it was was every time, and I'm always thankful to see you. I really am. Me as well, dude. I'm so I'm so happy that it just it it seems as though there's a new energy that we're getting to like walk on, you know, and and we deserve that for sure. We really do. We deserve that. I'm gonna see you soon, man, and I hope that you come back on anytime you want to. I love you so much. Oh, I love you too. Let's get together soon, okay? So I really, really want to hear from you on Instagram. Can you give us a follow? Our username is at Wish You Were Here Podcast, and that's where you can keep up with all the information regarding the show. In the meantime, make sure you get some fresh air and are a little bit kinder to yourself. I'll talk to you in the next episode.